Marco. And I'm Marcy. And welcome back to the <laughs> Color Pages Book Club. A bi- yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on fiction, fantasy, and magical realism written by writers from colorful backgrounds. Yes, colorful backgrounds. Yes. And today we are not reading a goddamn thing. <laughs> Actually, we're doing something completely different. So, okay. So as I'm sure the title already communicates, this is our first ever tangent episode. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're always just like, oh, here's a new gag. And everyone's like, is this RuPaul? Like, what is this? Anyway, so <laughs> our tangent episodes are essentially exactly what they sound like. It's just kind of like you know, Aqua and I were just, you know, the, uh, the other day we were just like chatting and we were, th- you know, talking about how we have a lot of other shared interests outside of books. Like there's just a lot of other forms of media and Wait, just general things that we like Marcy, to. Marcy, hmm? are, are, you, are you telling people that we're actually friends offline? Is that what you're <laughs> Yeah, so, so we actually, yeah, we actually are friends offline. Like we actually chat and talk and talk about other things that aren't this. Um, and yeah, so while doing that, we decided that, you know, like it'd be kind of cute to like bring some of those interests to the podcast without necessarily changing what the podcast is about because, you know, it is a book club. So occasionally at random, whenever the fuck, no consistency, we'll be doing these like just completely <laughs> unannounced, uncalled for, not asked for. We'll be doing these like tangent episodes where basically we'll just like kind of just go on about just any given topic and just kind of chat just kind of like super informal chats between between the two of us um right so yeah and i think i think part of it is that you know storytelling comes in a bunch of different forms and i feel like as young millennials we're kind of i think granted this outlives us like plays are different from like you know a book versus like a campfire story but you know i feel like growing up there was movies and there was television and Mm. there was you know, manga and comics and mm-hmm. and podcasts um, and so many different forms of storytelling. So why limit it to just books if, you know, stories take so many different forms and exactly. all of them have influenced us. So exactly. there you go. That's my pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's all consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and don't worry. We're still on our bi-weekly Thursday schedule every two weeks. This of is course. just This is just going to be released at a re- whenever we get to it and you will still get your regular scheduled episodes. Don't worry. We're not playing with your feelings like that. So yes, it's just <laughs> completely bonus content. Um, so yes. So for this tangent episode, we were thinking of having a conversation around anime. So as y'all yeah. likely already know, since we're like nerdy um we, we stand anime oh, yeah. and like are always referencing it and it's literally comes to no one's surprise that we like are into the shit so we want to just do an episode talking more specifically about our like you know our love for anime and just like yeah just chat about it basically this is unstructured we're impromptu just we're you know we're gonna see what happens so yes it's true but marcy before we get to that you know i have a question hey what's the <laughs> question again we need to really invest in like a aqua has a question like jingle i feel like that'd be like a cute it's like a cute investment I stay mean, tuned we might I, do that. <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't mind a jingle but i what if it was like something like very like i don't know like scream music or something <laughs> really <hard <laughs> it's like oh so it's shit like, yeah turn this shit off yeah girl this is, this is not we're not trying to do this like, <laughs> absolutely not like, we, were, we were expecting a little jazz or something I, right like yeah, super off brand like the, the screamo room we <laughs> didn't really see that coming i mean i guess how did we get here? freedom of expression but bitch the fuck like how did we who greenlit that anyway um <laughs> yes there's like a, 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 a bunch of people at a table like looking through the paperwork you know like at the podcast <laughs> meeting they're like screamo music what was the core demographic it's anyway, like, but, it's uh, like <laughs> these motherfuckers have staff anyway, i'm sorry we are what, girl what is your question <laughs> <laughs> the staff is you and me but it's just us at, at a table literally like, with different um, clothes on and glasses. that's as fancy as it gets but um so the question is how are you how are you doing? How do you feel about oh. everything? Yeah. We've been doing this podcast for a year and a half now. And mm-hmm. you and I have been through some top tops and turns. Tops and turns? Twists and turns. There we go. Um, <laughs> in lives. Tops and turns. Oh, my God. But um, in life, in in like the time that we started this, I kind of just wanted to know, like, a year and a half in, how do, you, how do you feel? How are you doing? You know, I really appreciate that question. I... So... 
this podcast, it, it's it's funny. I'm not sure to what extent we've like gone into detail about this, but like starting it was low-key kind of like a touch irrational given what was going on in our personal <laughs> lives at the time. Like we were, yeah, going through some major, it was huge transitions in our personal lives. A lot of shit was going on, a lot of moving parts. And so starting the show was sort of like, this idea that like came about and we were both really interested in it and we wanted to do it, but we were like, is this the right time? Should we wait? Mm. Like there's a lot of things where it's like a, a, a few different factors of our lives are outside of our control. Like, will we even be able to do this sustainably? And yeah. there was a moment where I was like, I like, should we even do like, should we just like, you know, shelf this for later and just like not do it. And like a year and a half in, honestly, I'm gagged for real. I, I'm gagged because <laughs> Not because I doubted our potential to do this or our ability to do this, but just to see that, like, we're still doing the show. We've always been consistent. We've always been on time and, like, have expanded in different ways to talk about, like, different genres of books and to, like, really stay true to our, like, core as, like, what the show is and invite different guests and things like that. It's just like, wow, we're really doing this slash? Mm. I'm still always so hyped to do it like every time we like <laughs> pick a new book or like get on the mic it, it, it sounds corny as fuck and, and I'm, I'm sorry y'all but like it's real tea it's like it's it's so it's just so goddamn fun i mean a lot of things are like not super fun like editing not super fun like just like the menial updates to the website things like that like that's something like that can get tedious but like the bread and butter of the show reading the books talking to you just like doing this is like still everything and i'm like wow a year and a half later and i'm like still really really into it i think that's a good sign um so yeah i feel as far as the show goes i feel really good i really like the direction the show's going in i really like how we're challenging ourselves to like change and you know you all will see in our upcoming i guess new season like you know there's some definitely (sighs) different things that we're going to be taking some different directions we're taking as far as the books we're reading and such and i think just on a personal level i mean this show's really just kept me like abreast in a way in which, you know, a lot of things have gone on, right? Just like in the world, mm. but also just generally like in my life, I feel like there's been a lot of change and a lot of chaos, a lot of existential crises, maybe quarter life crises, just like, Ooh, just, just trying events and difficult hardships that I've gone through recently in my mm. life that have like really kind of shaken me to my core and kind of made the question of who I am and like how I move through space and time, like, a harder one to answer in a way that it wasn't necessarily when I was younger. And I feel like this mm. show really keeps me, it, it's a constant reminder of who I am. And like, it's a, it's a constant grain of authenticity in a world that like, I feel like is always trying to strip that from me. Um, it's, it's just been, it's been empowering in a way that I, I didn't necessarily anticipate going into it like I was like oh like I like you know we like books let's talk about books <laughs> okay and like I'm like wait this is like actually it's become like a part not, not to say it's a part of me right like I'm always who I am and then there's always the show but it, it's a mode of expression that is is, right. is really really important in, in my self-care and just as I go through sort of just bullshit you know like just like <laughs> life's just Oh, just the cockamamie, just ridiculous shit that happens in our lives. It's just, yeah, it, it, it's it's been really foundational in in that way. Mm. So yeah, so I'm just I'm just very thankful. I'm just thankful we're still doing it. I'm thankful that we're still here. I'm thankful that like it 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 still remains this healthy mode of expression, even despite some of the tedium and just like you know malaise of like editing and things like that. So so yeah, how about how how about you though? How are you? Ah. Uh. Marcy, that's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel like I just agree so wholeheartedly with what you just said. Especially, so it's just really funny because actually, I I feel like I we I talked about this in the article we did for someone. Obviously, I clearly remember what I wrote, but um, <laughs> in, in what? It, <laughs> it could have been black black creators black oh girls create yes 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 and um i remember talking about the fact that it's really funny i got a call from marcy one day and and marcy was like do you want to like do a book podcast and i was like marcy i'm doing so much i'm an adult now i gotta do adult things and it's like it's almost like you're sitting there in this like moment of like i have to do all this stuff and then mm-hmm. i was like i can't do it it won't happen and i hung up the phone and i was like you know, there are very few times in your life 
that you reach like a fork in the road or or maybe you don't maybe there's a lot of times but there are times in your life where you mm-hmm. reach a fork in the road between who who versions of yourself that you could be mm. and i sat there and i was like okay do you want to be the person who doesn't do this or do you want to be the person who does mm. and i was like but i have so many things i have to do and i have so much and i you know adulthood is re- you know because we were what 24 25 when this yeah. when we started mm-hmm. and adulthood hits you hard at 25 hard <laughs> like all a sudden, oh, like. Sh- you're like this isn't even fair like so no, no one told yep. me there was a mountain coming and right like, yeah, okay. or like a bus or like three buses <laughs> and you're like god <laughs> damn was there not already two buses that came before this th-? i'm sorry that's what i'm Keep saying just- um, is this frogger like what am i what's happening <laughs> <laughs> can i catch a break but Jesus um Christ. and and it's 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 crazy and we, i was like we live in two different states we have all these things that we're doing and but i really had to ask myself it's like but okay but there are very few times when someone puts an adventure in front of you and <laughs> do you really want to be the person who who's walks away mm. and i was like absolutely not absolutely not and, and you know this kind of goes to the anime thing which i'll get to in a second and how it influenced me but I was like, wait, no, I can't. And and that I'm so happy that I didn't. I'm like so happy that you thought I was the type of person to join in this sort of like ridiculous adventure because it, it's <laughs> we I mean, it, we were traveling back and forth between like our two states. Yeah. We were like trying to figure out how we do a podcast. Yeah. Um, we were both like moving around. But I think that the authenticity part is what I, I didn't realize when I said yes, that I was saving a part of my soul. Like I didn't Mm. realize that then because again, the older you get, the more you don't think it's going to happen, but the more life demands conformity from you. Yes. And it's so, it's so insidious perhaps or persuasive or mundane in the way that it, it slowly, (laughs) you know, like um, convinces you mm-hmm. to, to be to become something possibly that you're not. And and I never thought it would be hard to fight that conformity, but it's super difficult. So to oh, have yeah. a space. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> I don't think because both of us, I feel like we skipped out on conformity in college. We oh, like definitely. So we hop, skip and <laughs> jumped right over that motherfucker. Like, we just <laughs> literally like seamless, gracefully <laughs> with no difficulty, honestly. Truly. I didn't even think it was a thing. Like, right. And and, um, and and so I think to come into the space and to always be able to be authentic and to say like, well, you know, like randomly, like, why don't we just like have a summer shorts episode and like just do a whole summer shorts? And you're like, mm-hmm. well, is that canon? Can you do that? Is that part of our brand? And then to like <laughs> dot, 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 be like, oh, wait, we don't care. <laughs> we actually don't <laughs> care. We're so. just going to do what we want. Um, right. Yeah. And I always say, and this is, I, I don't know if I told you this off. I probably did. But, you know, things have gotten bad in America. Like, obviously. I mean, I don't know if we have to really say that, but mm-hmm. it, things are not good. And, they're scary and and there are things that we have always had conversations about i remember there was one day in college for you it's like me and you standing in the cold freezing temperatures of the midwest because (laughs) both of us have no sense and we're both just like do you feel like our lives are like exponentially affected by racism and have been our whole lives and like we're kind of being gaslit in this pwi about our situation in the space and you like turn (laughs) to me and we're like oh my god yes And then we like stayed up the whole <gasps> night, like talking about yep. it and just, but, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's almost like this podcast is us doing that again, but also with all the like happiness and fun and mm. joy and beauty that we've always brought to being alive. And I, I have to say, um, I don't think I would want to go through the apocalypse with anyone else, but you on a podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's actually, so. Damn thank you yeah. that's just huh you just you're, you're just so right and and it's it's one of those things where yeah like as you get older it's just the world just it just it shifts in some ways and you're like okay this is this is this is fucked not up. great what, what is happening and it's just <laughs> yeah. and 
I, like, I don't know. I feel like it's like a hashtag at this point. It's like, oh, like adulthood, like adulting's hard, like blah, 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 blah. But like on, on, on more than just like, a, oh, like I have to pay rent. Like what? You know, like just like things like that. It's like, okay, well, An just like on a deeper question. personal level, like who you mm-hmm. are is like, it's just, it, 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 it takes a particular like clarity in, I guess, like intention to really kind of yeah. like map through who you are truly going to be because like yeah that yep. current is easier than a motherfucker it's to strong. fall into it's strong as hell and and you ha- i was gonna say you have to distinguish between changing because you need to change and grow because we're humans and we have to mm-hmm. and and changing to become something that you don't want to be you know and right. then you even have to decide what you don't want to be and what you do exactly. it's literally like you know when people were like you know when you get to like the 12th grade like th- they give you a blank piece of paper for your test and you have to know the questions and the answer and it's like <laughs> it's like urban myth <laughs> like what, what the, the hell? fuck <laughs> yeah like it makes no sense but i feel like that's actually what adulthood is you're like wait what's the question wait what's the answer and they're like i don't know here's a blank piece of paper like figure right <laughs> you're like yikes um <gasps> Yeah. But I also I also wanted to say did I cut you off? No, 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 you didn't. Okay. Well, interesting. I wanted to say that um I also think what I really love about this podcast is and I think I didn't realize that this is what we were, I guess what's that word? codifying? I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but mm. is friendship um and real mm. friendship and and like a real genuine love between two people um i i i when i listen to some of our episodes i'm like wow these people really care about each other i'm like oh go that's you <laughs> i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i really care about marcy of course <laughs> like, but um i think sometimes i don't know if this is an american problem i don't know if it's a global problem i, I don't really know but sometimes we forget what it means to be someone's friend Mm. um what that means deeply and and even in the ways we do like the back end stuff um the way we negotiate our time and the way we speak to each other sometimes even the way we speak to each other in the podcast i'm like wow these people really have not just a a love for each other but a deference um Mm. for each other and if 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 anyone learns what what a friendship is because of this podcast i would be deeply moved <laughs> now i'm afraid in like mm. 10 years i'll be like marcy and Ako, like <laughs> fighting all the time like you know what i mean like we're in the tabloids like they hate each other how did this friendship fall apart but no right. i mean obviously <laughs> that's not gonna happen but <laughs> but yeah i don't know um i i think more than even the books we read that to see that emulated and 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 to be grateful to have that in our lives um Okay, so everyone's like, wow, I thought this was about anime, and Akko's now just talking about her <laughs> feelings. <laughs> what the? Did we start up for fucking feelings? No, but like, no, but realty. <laughs> but I guess to put a bow on this, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I just, I just, I, I just agree. And it's, it's, that's exactly what this is in a way that I, again, it was like, oh, like, Akko's my friend. Like, I stand Akko. Like, we should do this show. Like, fuck it up. And it's like, to to have this kind of like, immortalized in this form like just this form of expression these conversations just like out there in the ethos it's like both for others and also for ourselves it's like wow like it really kind of puts a time stamp on like just yeah just like some really stellar examples of someone who i a friendship with someone who i care about just so deeply and it's just it's so interesting now that, that yeah you know, even in like our per- like outside of this it's like we can like reference like books that we've read on the show or like just like inside jokes <laughs> from, the, like from the podcast it's just like it's just like this casual thing that just uh i just love this podcast i just love you and i i'm just so glad we're doing this and yeah i just uh yeah oh. we should take a break <laughs> and then we yes. get back we'll actually <laughs> talk about anime because everyone's like wow so y'all are just you just you're just talking about you're just, you're just, you're just gonna just talk about your fucking feelings the whole time. It's like, yeah, we're gonna talk about some yes, anime. Yes, we are. Don't okay, worry. we'll be but, back. Yeah, it's we'll be back. So, 
Um, <laughs> so I guess to like kick <laughs> off this like anime thing that we're doing slash like emotion thing that we're doing, um, <laughs> like Aka, I wanted to pose the question to you: How did you Ooh. like get into anime? Because we always talk about how we're like super into it and like all of that, but like how did you like get started exploring this? Ah, uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. I feel like. I feel like I come from blurred heritage. Like my dad loved yes. westerns, and he loved Star Wars and Jurassic Park. I remember there's I have a memory of me at like three watching Jurassic Park and like hiding in my dad's arm because I'm like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> so cute. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but and so I I, I I like inherited sort of this love of 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 film and and television. And mm-hmm. my dad my dad loved Looney Tunes like. He, I mean, I think huh. he still loves it. Yeah, my dad loves it, and so it was always on when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always been like fascinated by anything animated. So, uh, as a kid, I was like, okay, this is just more animated stuff, you know, like anything. Right. Looney Tunes, Tom and Jerry. Oh, and then like Toonami came on when I was a kid, and I think that was our first access to anime. And then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, when we were teenagers, everyone's always in the library, like getting comics and, and yeah. manga. But like, you know, there was always like it was always like there was book one like five seven oh and t- my god <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> like i'm gonna murder someone how come there's no like two through th- f- five like ugh. and so i feel like those the combination of those things really got me into into it and i feel like anime was so specifically influential because um because of feelings i know that's crazy mm. but i feel like anime was you watched it and people the emotive expression that you would see animated was so intense and so mm-hmm. visceral that it it was like hypnotic to watch right mm. like to and you would get so engulfed in the storyline and it was so intense i think that's what started so i, I feel like as a teen uh, as a kid i was watching it yeah, i shouldn't be watching i was really like, watching like roni kenshin and, and dragon mm-hmm. ball z and sailor moon and you're like i don't think you should be watching samurais and the end of the <laughs> edo period fighting for like the meiji revolution and i'm like well here we are so still doing but it. um so. right still doing it but yeah i think that's that's what got me into it i think as a kid it was just it was just another type of story to watch and there was no distinguishing between Mm. any of them. Yeah. What Mm. about you? So I guess, so at the very beginning, um, you know, I, I guess the first anime that I like watched watched was like, I guess it was Pokemon. Yeah. Like when I was like, Mm. you know, like, five or six or seven whenever the fuck pokemon came out um and like <laughs> i i mean i liked it because it was like oh like you know like the battles were like super flashy and like i didn't even really clock pokemon as anime i just thought it was like a cartoon i was like oh this like cartoon with this like spiky hair kid like battling motherfuckers for badges and like you know mm. doing whatever i always thought it was weird how pikachu like like Ash would get badges for, like, not fighting, which I thought was, like, a weird plot hole. Like, I'm like, okay, I get it. Erica's gym was on fire, and you had to save her Pokemon, and she gave you a badge afterwards. But, like, did you You didn't the beat the victory belt. Like, she still mm. has a victory belt, and is still... You were losing, actually. Her gloom was bodying <laughs> everyone, and you're still... Uh, yeah, you're getting a badge, and I just... you like, did you... Did you demonstrate competency? I don't think... I don't think... Anyway whatever so that first season <laughs> some of the badges a lot of the badges were questionable as fuck but th- more than that like i i feel like that kind of like i guess prime me in, in a small way towards it but like honestly i mean a lot of the cartoons that i watched growing up yeah were like like things like powerpuff girls like dexter's lavatory like you know shit off of like cartoon network not necessarily anime and mm. i would say probably in like seventh grade maybe yeah around the time i was maybe like 13 ish i like started watching Toonami a little bit because I remember Naruto had came on and like a bunch of kids at school would talk about it, and they're like oh my god Naruto like da 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 and I like tried to watch it and I was like girl this shit is boring like boring <laughs> and I'm just like okay yeah but you have no context like that's why you aren't interested because you don't know what the fuck is going on but I remember there was like um so Naruto has this arc called the Chunin exams we won't necessarily get into all that but basically that was like my favorite that still is my favorite arc like of the show and like watching that at the beginning i was like oh girl this is it oh actually wait hold yeah. on we gotta wait, run that back and i literally started over from the beginning and started watching naruto and that was really kind of the show that kind of got me into it and then around that time i started watching this show called bleach which is like mm, a similar bleach kind of show anime bleach was good um that weird 
filler arc with the, um, those like ghost things. I was like, we we we, we could have left that, but it's always the filler arcs that get us. You yeah, know, you're just like why anyway. It's Sorry. like filler arcs. If, if you're unfamiliar, are basically like the idea of having. Sh- so a lot of anime, or, or actually most, if not all, anime are are based off of like manga, of manga, so like Japanese comics. Mm-hmm. And filler episodes are essentially this phenomenon where if the anime catches up with the manga, like it, there's usually this tendency of like animes to just include episodes that aren't necessarily canon. So they're not relevant. Like a, right. Or relevant to the plot <laughs> at all. But they're like continuous episodes as we like kind of like move on. So like it's like you, you see it in Naruto, you see it in Bleach, you see it in a bunch of different shows. It's like these like mm. random episodes here and there or like whole at whole as like several yeah. episodes where it's like this whole subplot introducing these random motherfuckers doing random things and just being yeah. random as fuck. And they're just like, oh, like, mm-hmm, like Naruto goes to the honeybee village. And I'm like, y'all know no one gives a fuck <laughs> about this. Why are we doing? And then it's like inconsequential, like after the mission or whatever the fuck, they just come back. No one even mentions that shit again. It never comes up again. It's literally a waste of everyone's goddamn time. Anyway. And I also, <laughs> just to pause a second too, I, it, they are a waste and I feel like they don't have to be. And that's what irritates me. Because yes. I'm like, why don't you just do some character development inside yes. of the film yes. arcs? I, I, do. I really don't know why that's not a thing. You know, what about, you know, relationship building between the various characters that you have decided? I know it's Marcy's pet peeve when there are characters <laughs> in the story that have no <laughs> necessity to the plot. You know I hate an <laughs> irrelevant ca- You know I hate an <laughs> unnecessary bitch on a page. Why, why are you here? Irrelevant what are you doing? I'm dead. I'm going to start tell, saying that to people. Uh, to be honest, you're really an irrelevant character. <laughs> It's up there with the subplot, but um. speaking of cartoons, remember that time when Muffy on okay, aren't there also by the way, uh, <laughs> PBS cartoon, funny as hell, aged really gracefully, also, also shady it? as hell, really interesting show, and there was literally an episode where Muffy, who was like this rich girl, like, <laughs> like, like she, like, I, th- I think they had to like get in pairs to like do some project, and Muffy got like paired with like a random. She literally was like, um, why am I paired with this secondary character? And I was like, Muffy, well, all <laughs> iconic, I Icon- anyway. We're all also, over the place. Was that was that show black and brown? Like I was watching it the other I, day, and I was like, everyone's in the show's kind of. I think it I'm was right? honestly. I mean, Buffy and Muffy. I mean, who? No, Buster. Yeah, Buster the the rabbit or whatever. And Muffy. Like I would clock them as more like white, white leaning. Maybe I feel like Muffy might have just been light skinned. Maybe. Uh, Francine was obviously brown. Arthur was brown. Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of was like, I mean, obviously they're they're animals, but I feel like it's the way we all have decided <laughs> that like Goofy and Max are, are, are black people. Clearly black. They're black. Uh, obviously, there's right. no question here. Like, let's be serious. Anyway, I feel like we could do the same with Arthur. Like, I yeah, think that's fine. I, 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 I'll claim Arthur because Arthur also too. I'm like they. I mean, they had some really. I mean, I literally like, recently. I remember like. Um, a couple, a maybe like a show. like maybe like two years ago. Um, one of my friends and I like we would like have this ritual where we would just like sip rosé and watch Arthur, and I <laughs> lived. <laughs> it was everything, and we genuinely went home having learned lessons. Like I remember there was an episode where. I forget who the main character was, but like they made, they became friends with like this girl that was blind and like they were playing soccer and like the friend or like, I guess let's just say it was Muffy. It may not have been Muffy, but like basically Muffy was like, Oh, like, you know, if you're blind, how do you play soccer? And then, like, the girl explained that, like, oh, well, like, you know, I have this ball. It's part of, like, I guess assistive technology. Like, the ball, like, makes a sound so I, like, know where it is. And so I can, like, mm. still keep up with it and, like, still play with you all. And everyone oh, was I love like, it. Everyone's like, oh, my God. And I was like, that's something that, honestly, I was like, I did not even know that that kind of technology existed, Rosie. I mean, mm. that's just, like, my own privilege showing. But I was like, that's, like, an actual lesson that, like, come on, Arthur, yeah. yes! Like, and, like, did it, wasn't their teacher gay or some shit? I don't know. Arthur! Oh! I ca- oh, my God. Mr. It, Ratburn? I remember there was a whole thing with Mr. I Ratburn. I feel like he had, a like, a wedding. Like, yeah, I think he got married to, like, let me look, oh, hold up. Let, Google doc, Google.com. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. I know real. Buster's parents were gay, and that's why they canceled one of the shows, because, yikes, the early 2000s? Oh, my God, yikes. Um, Maybe Mr. Ratburn. I remember he was the mean teacher, and then they found out he was actually the nice teacher who liked cake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, um... Yeah, Mr. Ratburn, Mr. Ratburn, yeah, like comes out of yeah, he like he like got married to like Oh. I guess yeah. I love this. So was this like after a queer you were wedding kids? with Arthur? Yes, god. Okay, yeah, I stand Arthur. Mm. Mm. 
I love this. Yeah, so um, I guess apparently fuck anime. We're talking about Arthur now. But, um, right, anyway, here we so, are. <laughs> so switching back. Um, right. So basically, yeah, so like after that, I, I would say more so high school is like when I really started to like watch mm. anime like that and kind of like watch different smaller animes, like kind of deviating from like the Toonami sort of um, shonen, shonen type of anime. Mm. Um, shonen being anime that's typically like geared towards like adolescent and like young boys and men. Um and yeah, so, and, and I think anime just like, in, in a way that I didn't see a lot in, in animation at that time, I feel like asked some really interesting like philosophical questions and like just really got us mm, to think about issues yeah. in a way that like I wasn't used to shows doing really just period, but especially animated shows. Um, right. Although, I mean, as I will say, as a, as a devotee of um, animated things globally i will say like batman there was there was a, uh, an animation re- renaissance in the early mm. no, late 1990s so there was the venture of batman adventures there's superman there's justice league there's batman beyond which i still don't know why everyone sleeps on i'm like actually <laughs> genuinely confused because it was amazing um yeah and actually i think we've talked about this but harley quinn actually comes from that era of batman animated series um I believe. Mm. Um, so yeah, there was actually a renaissance in like American um, animation as well. It, it was different though than anime. And even like Teen Titans was quite, eh, but even that has anime influences. But mm. there was like a pretty strong. I think they call it the Markverse or something. Interesting. It was a sp- it was a specific animator. But anyway, so what are some what are some I don't know what are some that influenced you? What are some that you you think people should watch, you know? <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so I'm gonna just keep it a bug. So a lot of so I watched anime a lot more in like high school slash like I guess early college than I do now. Now mm. I'm like not not saying I don't watch it anymore, but like I, I don't watch it as frequently. So a lot of the shows that really like kind of influenced me were and also just adolescence too, just <laughs> like the way we develop as just people, like that's just like a really influential time. So I, I think a lot of those shows really stuck with me. But for good reason. So, <laughs> so, <coughs> let me clear my throat for this shit. So, okay, so the show that I'm like weirdly still obsessed with, it's literally the year of our Lord's 2020, and yet here I am I'm still, dead. still caping for this shit that, whatever. Okay. So, there's a show called Bo 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 Bo. That's seven bows, which have random hyphens in between. And it's the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a show that okay, so just to give you a really quick ass TLDR like we don't really need to get into it like that basically the idea in, in Bobo whatever is that there's this world where there's like these kingdoms and like essentially it's like this totalitarian regime right where there's like all these different like emperors who are like reigning power and the way that they do that is that they like forcibly shave people's heads like they like remove their hair from their body which in you know is like a mode of expression for a lot of people and so there's this protagonist named Bobobo who's like this tall, kind of androgynous, like black man with like a large, like blonde afro with these like with this like sickening blue crop top and these like leather mm. pants, who like goes on this mission to say, you know what, fuck this, I'm getting rid of like I'ma defeat all these emperors and yep. I'm gonna like take down all of this bullshit and make it so that everyone can just like be themselves. We're gonna get rid of this like totalitarian nonsense. And so Bobobo then proceeds to go on this extremely circuitous and like (laughs) ridiculous journey where he like is taking down these emperors alongside this like extremely hodgepodge random ass motley crew group of motherfuckers that like truly the most diverse cast i think to this point i've ever seen on a show like literally okay so just to give you like a quick cast of characters so bobo has so of his companions, there's like this girl named Beauty who's like 13. Actually, no, I'll talk about Beauty later. Let me talk about other people first. So <laughs> there's this there's this there's this character named Jelly Jiggler who was like actually originally one of the like generals who were like for the regime, but he like changed mm-hmm. paths. And that's the thing. A lot of the the characters that are recruited on the show were previously on the side of like the of the Evil. empire, um, but they like changed their ways and decided to like switch for like you know switch sides. And so that's like an interesting commentary. But yeah, there's like this gelatin man named Jelly Jiggler. There's like this character named Don Patch who's like a he's like a like a carrot. Um, plant sun <laughs> thing just unclear what exactly don patch is but like whatever um don patch also has this companion who's like this like tall guy who wears like an orange vest i forget his name but he can like use keys to like fight enemies there's like this uh this is char- this is a character 
One of my favorite characters is a character named Torpedo Girl who oh previously God. so Torpedo Girl is literally a torpedo with like legs. Long legs and like red pumps and like a sickening red lip and like she literally like was one of the generals but like at the mm-hmm. time they thought that Torpedo Girl was like this general named Over who was like this like more masculine presenting like domineering like like boss that they had to fight who had this like large pair of scissors and whatever but then they find out midway through the battle that like over is actually torpedo girl and everyone's like wow guess you didn't see that coming and i'm like yeah bo 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 i gr- i genuinely did not did not see, see that, coming. that shit coming <laughs> at all um <laughs> and then there's this and then so my favorite character so so actually okay i'm all over the place Whew, okay mm. So the reason why I like the show a lot is because it's just like it's just fucking ridiculous. Like it's a it's a mm-hmm. huge, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ooh, parody? not commentary. Parody. Yes, it's a huge parody of like shonen style, like type anime. So think shows like you no know, Naruto, like Dragon Ball Z, like shows like that. It's like a huge parody of those, and that like they're always fighting enemies, but they do it in the most like ridiculous ways. Like Bobobo has this yeah, power called yes. like the Super Fist of Nose Hair because he can like extend his nose hairs to like attack <laughs> people. It's disgusting, but like also kind of amazing magical because he can like yeah. summon like random like bobo is op as fuck like this bitch could like literally summon whatever the fuck like I yeah at one that's point, true he made one battle with somebody like a game board like just yes. made it a game board <laughs> and i'm like he just like literally switched dimensions on motherfuckers i was like the what How? so <laughs> it's like they always have like some kind of caca maybe way to like get through these battles and like it's just so ridiculous. Like they like, I remember at one point, like Bobo Bo defeated this one enemy because like he replicated himself into like 300 high school girls with like Jelly Jiggler and Don Patch. And they like stomped all over the enemy. Ridiculous. Rid- <laughs> ridiculous. And what I love about the show is that, so two things, there's a character named Beauty who is like this teenage girl who like is literally just along for the ride. Like Beauty <laughs> does not she doesn't fight enemies. She doesn't necessarily no, help them get to the next commenting. step. She just <laughs> commentates on the bullshit and Beauty is honestly why I watch the show. Like because Beauty is one funny as fuck. Just she the is. shit like and, and, and she puts into perspective everything that the watcher that anyone yeah. viewing the show is like thinking. She's like, wait, what the fuck? Wait, hold up. It's like it's like everyone is like weird as shit in this dimension except for beauty. Like beauty is like yeah. us in the show. And she just like the way she commentates on like her facial expressions, just everything. She's just fucking hilarious and i stand beauty and like and it's it, not like a commentary that's like i mean she's confused and she's like we shouldn't be doing this and like how is this happening but also you can tell that she enjoys yes being there right it is just <laughs> it's just she like is because it, it's like clearly beauty like she doesn't have to be there like she elects to no, go along right. with them but it's just like she just commentates on their nonsense just calls it out it's just like just the energy between the group is just it's it's a show where you see like it's like everyone has a fleshed out relationship with everyone else, albeit ridiculous relationships. It's like you see there's so much <laughs> intra-character interaction. I just, I, I love it so much. And also too, I feel Aww. like Bobo Bo, okay, walk, okay, okay, follow me, follow me. So I feel like Bobo Bo is low key, just an ode to radical self-love and acceptance because oh, interesting. I, okay. So in the show, there's a lot of things that are just weird, right? It's like even like the sure. premise is like there's these emperors shaving people's heads, like what the fuck, and like all these like and Boba Book just summon whatever. Like it's just a lot of random things. But visually, in terms of like character design and also just like how people are able to like move through the world and like their abilities and all of that, like no one's really critiqued necessarily. So for example, like mm. There's, I remember one, so one of my favorite episodes was like, they had to fight this guy named Jay, who's literally like a spy who wears a suit and has like an onion for a head, like for no reason, (laughs) no reason, just has an onion for a head. And they just are like, okay, that's Jay. We have to like fight Jay. And granted, yes, the premise is like, they're still in conflict with people because of these like political disputes. But like, in terms of how people like show up or express themselves or like do whatever, like, it's just everything's just sort of accepted. It's like, oh, of right. course, there's just like a gelatin man just walking along with you. Right. Of course, Bobo Bo confused with this other male character, and they become this like, like this like woman who's like this like op like I don't know fusion. It's like it's like there's oh, so yeah. many commentates like so many like comments on like gender and like freedom of expression. Like the characters are like super androgynous and like we have all different types of aesthetics and like mm-hmm. it's just so colorful and there's just so everything is just normal. It's like the only thing yes. that's abnormal is the injustice. And that's yes. the issue. It's not how people show up to it that I'm like, mm-hmm. I think in a way at that time, I didn't necessarily, because I watched Bobo Bo a lot when I was younger. 
I kind of watched, uh, watched it a bit more recently, and I, I still stand the show. It's like <laughs> I, I I can look back and be like, wow, I can understand why me, young and queer and trying to, like, you know, just moving through life, like, saw a show like this and thought, wow, this is, like, really illuminating. Like, I feel, like, yeah. oddly seen by this show just in how diverse and, like, accepted everything is. And it's just, like, right. yeah. So I feel like Bobo Bobo just has this, and even just having, like, this, like, this, like, very androgynous, like, kind of, like, all over the place, like, black main character, I think, really spoke right. to me. It was just, like, a lot of things about the show that I'm like, this is really, and even just, like, yeah. the fashion choices. Like, it, it's just, it, it's a show where there's just no rules. And beauty, yes. even, even beauty, someone who, like, kind of brings up just the abnormal, like, I guess things that we might Absurdity. consider to be abnormal or absurdities yeah. of what's going on has a consent and like an acceptance and like a love for what's going on at the same right. time, which I feel like is something that is, you don't necessarily see that a lot. Vita is usually critical when the show is inconsistent in the own show. Like right. some people have it and they'll <laughs> right. be like, this is the rules. And then they'll be like, actually, never mind." She's like, what? Exactly. And it's just like, it's like the power of imagination, like yes. gets everyone forward. I just, maybe I might be doing a lot. I'm not doing no, a lot. No, I don't think, I think, I don't about think so. <laughs> but because yeah. I remember, I, I agree with you. I think the show, I, first of all, I think a lot of times we get stuck in the idea of what things, the category of things, right? right. Shonen and, and, and whatever. I don't know all the categories, but everything sort of becomes like a one trick pony or a one way to do things. And when actually mm -hmm. the imagination of people is unlimited, right? We are whatever we can think up of. And I, I mm -hmm. think Bobo Bo does a great job of just being like, what this is, we made this up. <laughs> mm -hmm. there, there are no rules because we made it up. Right. Um, and I think even the ending of the show like just ends randomly and beauty's like this can't be the ending of the show like nothing nothing happened like no one was defeated like we didn't get anywhere and then you're like it's the journey you know it's the fun of right. it it's, it's the excitement it's the, it's it's the possibility of people changing of weird stuff happening I think mm -hmm. it's kind of like when we were talking about the third and final continent and we're talking about um things being absurd and and random and suddenly mm -hmm. that that you suddenly being able to say like oh, I fit in this world because this world makes no sense. Mm. And all the rules and categories and things are just as absurd as not having them at all. Ooh. You know? I Say think Bobo Bo, it does that while being so funny. And exactly. just genuinely joyful to <laughs> <Just> watch. so <laughs> joyous. <laughs> just so. so goddamn ridiculous. And it's like the stakes are never really that That's high serious. like it's like yes. even when like they're in a situation where it's like oh so and so got kidnapped or oh this happened whatever whatever it's like you know that like torpedo so girl's gonna serious. come out of nowhere or like there's yep. there's this character named rice who literally just like manipulated rice as superpower. <laughs> like rice is gonna just show up out of nowhere and be like i'm here for the fight and it's like no one's gonna address Ow. how weird it is how rice it's like wait didn't y'all have to like do this whole thing to even get to this yeah. land how did rice just show up and they're like don't we care. Don't <laughs> just, yeah, oh we're God. just gonna move just forward with joyous, colorful content, and I stand. So yeah, that's fair. <sighs> yes. What 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 was the show that really spoke out to you? That's a good question. I feel like I'm like, I think I'm gonna talk about Samurai Shampoo for a second, and mm -hmm. I don't know if it's my favorite anime per se, but I think I like what it. I love it. I I think I love it, but I think I. And I watched it again, and I was like, do I love it as much? And I'm like, yes and no. I love the animation mm. of it. Well, first of all, it's a show about basically um, this young girl named Fu, who these two other samurais come into her, her tea shop one day, Mugen and Jin, and basically get in a fight and end up burning down her tea shop, and she has to Fuck. save them from getting executed, right? <laughs> and, oh and so she's like, I'll save you from being executed, um, but you have to help me find the samurai whose son smells like sunflowers. Mm -hmm. So it's this 26 episode show where they're going off to find this this man who sounds like smells like sunflowers. And it's not really about that. It's more like about it's these redemption arcs between the mm. three of them and these sort of misfit characters coming to terms with who they are, but also journeying through life. And I really love it. But I think what I love about it is one, the music is done by this artist New Jabez. Mm -hmm. who died actually tragically in 2008 but he mm -hmm. very beautifully mixed together um hip-hop with with like japanese 
not pop, but like, you know, he, a lot of different genres of, of uh, Japanese music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even one episode with Mugen, who's actually a more um, native individual. I mean, I would say that. Yeah, I think he's more native Japanese, which mm-hmm. is a group of people that is sort of not discussed in Japanese history. Mm. Um, and it's it's really cool how they bring that music together. And actually, Mugen, his fighting style is almost like break dancing so i I, yeah it's really it's really cool and it's less traditional there's still some stuff like i have there's still some i have like critiques but um but i love and so new job is i feel like first of all if you love low-fee hip-hop which it's like a thing now (laughs) that everyone Mm -hmm. loves you love new job is and if you love new job is to be honest you love jay dilla who was Mm. this artist from the late 1990s early 2000s who also died very tragically and died with no money to his name actually even though he has wow. basically influenced the landscape of of hip-hop from um yeah the late 1990s until today he still currently influences his, his music is amazing and he had a heart that was so beautiful so if you ever want to listen to him you should because he's he's amazing um so and it's really interesting because i feel like samurai shampoo is a mixture, the cross fusion of cultures between hip hop and Japanese culture and music in the same way that mm. Cowboy Bebop does that with jazz um, mm. back in the day. And if, if you ever watch Cowboy Bebop, it's also a phenomenal anime, but it's a much, that one's more somber. <laughs> this one's a bit more lighthearted. Uh, that's also beautifully animated, but uh, that one's worth watching, but that's a classic. Everyone knows you should watch Cowboy Bebop, but um, <laughs> uh, everyone's like did we know that like gets out piece of paper so, like starts writing down <laughs> I was like actually wait don't write that down because girl we already knew that shit <laughs> <laughs> right right but um yeah and I, I I loved the way the characters were trying to find themselves and each each episode is a little bit of a vignette and it's also very anachronistic right um and mm. it's almost there so there's a uh, I, I don't know too much about it but it's almost this like rejection of of the westernization that came with with um the turn of the century and also mm-hmm. almost an attempt to return to a past that that skips the like extreme capitalism you know that is the 20 20th and 21st century and mm. there's something almost uh, there's a slight revolutionary quality to it in my opinion um it's it's yeah and a lot of the episodes will be like oh you thought like it, it almost like decenters westernization they're like and it's a made some of it's made up but it's still fun to watch mm. like people be like oh you thought like this is where you know the renaissance happened and this is where you know the the height of civilization was well actually you know <laughs> if you go back to this period we can trace <laughs> it back here and we you know it's it's anachronistic but it's beautiful in the sense that it shows yeah a decentralization of, of western culture and and to do that with hip-hop um and jazz, and not jazz, sorry, hip hop <laughs> shows mm. that like, I don't know, the, the this global conversation about a dismantling of, of uh, yeah, of, of capitalism and the way things are for things that are more tr- true and honest. I, I don't know. I, I really like it. Maybe I'm thinking too much about no. the show, but. <laughs> Definitely not. Never, yeah. never that. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and It's just a beautiful show. It's really, there are some mm. episodes that will that really break your heart because yeah yeah but some episodes are so funny that you're like what the hell Mm. um of course i think it falls into some tropes um that i don't love but that's literally every story that ever was so and that's always the hard part too um with a lot of these shows especially like you know shows that you watched like back in the day it's i mean shit even now like it's like there's there can be some elements that you like love about it, but then you're also like, oh, do we have to? Right, you're like, oh god, <laughs> like, but I mean, what can you say? What about what about you, Marcy? Do you have a second choice? I do, I do. Okay, so I so if Bobo was just like, you know, the comedic like whatever. And granted, I will say a lot of the shows that I really hold dear to my heart are like comedies. So I think about shows like School <laughs> Rumble, which is like this like romance high school slice of life, ridiculous. There's also the show Baka and Test, ridiculous, where like these high schoolers could like they have to like battle each other to like switch classrooms, ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> but like as far as like I guess a more serious anime, um, I always would bring up my show Angel Beats, which is a show where Basically, um, the premise is, real quick, um, 
there's a main character who finds himself like waking up in this like essentially like a high school like purgatory world where like we don't necessarily he didn't know this like right at the time but you find out pretty soon after that like basically it's a realm where like youth and like kids and young people overall who lived really like unfair lives or really violent lives or just really like just like went through a lot of hardship when they were alive like in in a traditional sense are taken to this like purgatory to like live out a more peaceful existence before they transition to you know whatever is next it's kind of a chance for them to experience Mm. some serenity some normalcy some just like camaraderie among other young people and just like get the chance to live a life with some fairness that their lives on earth didn't afford them Mm. and the reason why I love the show a lot, and I, I don't even necessarily get, need to get into all the details, but like it, it kind of focuses on this group of kids who is rejecting everything that's going on around them. Because the idea is that if you get really comfortable in this in the purgatory world, like it, it it's a transition, right? Like you transition mm. out. But if you struggle, Yikes. if you refuse to accept it, if you like go against the rules and fight back and whatever, whatever, you get to stay. And so. On the surface, you look at this rebel group and you're like, okay, like y'all are trying to like fight back against like, you know, the powers that be and all of that. Um, Cause there's like this girl named Angel who kind of like oversees everything, whatever, whatever. Angel, not, not overseeing the rebellion, but overseeing just like the rules of the purgatory, purgatory. space. Mm. Um, and so it's like y'all are fighting against Angel and doing all of this, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, it's like y'all are all just like deathly terrified of what's going to happen if you were to transition mm-hmm. onward. And I think there's a lot, what I like about it is that like, you have to kind of come to peace or at least come to terms with like what your life was on earth before you can transition. And a lot of people just can't do that for some really just reasons, right? Like mm-hmm. there's some people where it's like, they lived some lives where, I mean, even the the leader of the rebellion, like she lived a life that was just so unfair towards the end. Like she experienced some trauma where you're like, how does this even happen to people? Like that mm-hmm. is some shit that like, like i know it's fiction but it's like that's just something like this is so awful like how could you like no wonder you're like you know and and pissed yeah she asked the question a lot of like you know how can i move on how can i just like carry on with whatever like life is gonna push me to next when like this is what has shown me so far it's like how can i believe in like a god that would do some shit like this that would co-sign something like this happened to me like you know like it's like it's like was i born with this being part of my fate like is, was this all just like mm-hmm. some fatalistic joke where like everything that was gonna happen to me was just going to happen to me and all of it was going to be unjust and terrible and like that was just it that's just who i was ever supposed to be and that was mm-hmm. like the concept that led to me existing why even exist if that's the point and like right. asking questions like that that are just so resonant and i'm poignant. like okay that's yeah. such a poignant important question to ask and i feel like it, it questioned ideas of like religion kind of not really religion wasn't really a huge thing but kind of um and just like really ask these like really feel like interesting philosophical questions just about life and the the idea of like you know justice and morality and just like sort of exploring life from the perspective of it sort of being this kind of thing that you're just thrusted into, right? Like, I feel like it's it, the idea is always like, oh, life is beautiful. Life right. is to be cherished. Life is wonderful, whatever, whatever. But it's like, when you roll back the tape, it's like, I mean, no one, parti- I mean, depending on, you know, what p- people believe, like, folks just kind of show up, right? Yeah, like, we're you're just, right. We're just, we're just here. And it's like, we just, we just kind up. of, we make meaning of it while we're here. But like, and, and, and yes, like, it, you know, it, to subscribe to a belief system that, like, life is beautiful and life is to be cherished makes this more purposeful. It makes it less. Mm. It, it, it gives us some structure around this largely very random experience that we're all just kind of moving through. Right. But when you have the perspective of, like, when you've, when you've gone through life and you've experienced a really unfair and awful life because of these circumstances that you were put into or born into or whatever, it's like you kind of see it from, like, okay, but, like, when like where was the consent part like right it's like y'all are having me cape for this thing that i didn't even consent to y'all want me to yeah. come to terms with a life that i didn't even ask for like in a body and in an experience right that, i didn't ask for any of this shit i didn't i didn't ask for any of this like why did i yeah. even have to be pushed into this shit and it's like it's 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 such an interesting exploration Question. of ideas that i feel like you don't get to see that often and so mm-hmm. i think for me at the time and, and even still now i rewatched it recently like still really, really speaks to me, especially as I personally am just kind of in a time of like 
trying to figure myself out and trying to figure out like, you know, mm. sort of what's next for me and like kind of just enjoy, like in a broader sense, like what is the kind of life I want to lead? Who is it? Who's the person I'm trying to be, which is obviously a constant negotiation through life. But like something about this moment feels like the answers that I come to will feel longer lasting or like will have a lo- longer effect, I guess, in my life um, or at least in some right. immediate decisions that are coming up for me. So I think for me, both at the time and currently, just those questions just really speak to me because I'm like, because, you know, life is is complicated. And I think having a diversity of perspectives of how it's seen or how we interpret it is healthy because yeah. it's, it, it's, it's frankly unfair to kind of force this idea of like this is like this wonderful, perfect thing all the time when it isn't for anyone, but frankly. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's what I like about the philosophy of an, of, of a lot of anime television shows, because it does it does make you struggle like um wrestle with mm. things and and wrestling with things is part of part of life right there is no there's no there's no easy answer to things we we build mm. all these constructs so that this thing will make sense mm. right we build it so that it has it's 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 conceivable and packageable but mm when you find yourself on the margins of it or you find yourself not outside of the structures for, for whatever reason, right? Like these people are not marginalized in the sense that they are different from the culture that they're in, but the, the structure obviously didn't suit them. Right. Um, and it's so interesting to the tension of fighting angel beats when actually the only, <laughs> the only uh, you're fighting it, but you wouldn't even have the space to be in, right? Like you're fighting Mm. the thing that's giving you a second chance to even have somewhat of of a normal existence. And that's almost another, it's almost like a a nihilistic, like frivolousness, Mm. you know what I mean? (laughs) That's, that's hard that we all have to deal with in our lives, but it's hard to, right? Like there's so many times where you're like fighting existence and you would argue about i didn't consent to be here and you're like <laughs> to have this thought to be even to able to argue about your ability to consent to be alive mm. is something you're only able to do because you're, you're alive, alive. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh no let me just sit down and drink a cup of coffee and take right. a break <laughs> like what's on netflix let me just like, what is today. <laughs> it's like oh moesha okay let me just yeah right exactly right <laughs> Mm, that's such a mm. and and just wrote, wrote super quickly just before i guess punctuating this like i yeah and i i, I it is it, it, that is such an irony in the show but i also mm. it, but it just really kind of points to like the links i guess people the like the links of the trauma people have experienced to get to a point where they're just like just throw it all away just throw all of it away mm-hmm. like this reminds me of life so just throw it away and i'm mm. like oh my god that's a whew, that yeah. is a space to be in so you know? And for a show to grapple with that, right? Like that's that's what you appreciate because that's what art's for, right? Is to create a space to ask these questions and 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 even if you don't figure it out, but to be able to pull it out of the ether of your thoughts mm-hmm. and put it on a in a show that can translate to other people, so they can also be like, "Yes, I don't understand this mm-hmm. existence thing either," and the fact that you said something makes me feel less alone, um, right? You know, you've made it legible in a way, even if there's mm. no answers. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. So, Angel Beast is it's my go-to, and just just I guess some honorable mentions just for the sake of time. Um, in my adult life, I've watched more so shows that are kind of like more thriller-y thrillers slash kind of ask some similar like philosophical questions as angel beats but more so an emphasis on like the thriller piece um mm. so these are just some recommendations i would definitely recommend Rumpa, which is like this kind of like almost reality tv <laughs> thing where like these high schoolers have to like kill each other it's a really sh- morbid premise but like it's it's super interesting kind of like how they handle the cases and all that you know obviously death notice like lit death parade is really good too um there's a show called Ghost Hunt that follows like this girl who has like psychic abilities and like she like hunts demons and ghosts with like this like ragtag group of people. Also like that show a lot too. It's more episodic though. It's kind of like case by case. It's it's it's, it's less so like a continuous narrative is like my only thing that I'm kind of like like that. Mm. I guess that's probably why it's not like my favorite favorite show. But you know, but those are also some shows that I that I fuck with too. But yes, what about you, Aka? What's your second choice? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. This is hard. I suddenly just had a thought of uh, all these other shows, and then I was like, well, half of those aren't animes. And also, can you stick with the plot? And I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, plot. But um, I was. I think my next choice is probably Eureka Seven, only because um, I still think about that show, and it still influences my choices, mm. which is probably. In a way that's like, in, in a way that I even have to be like, you've out, you know, you've outgrown this, right? I, I didn't realize how much this show had guided the way I, I thought about life until the point where I outgrew the show. Basically, it, it, it uh, follows the life of Renton Thurston, who's this 15 year old boy who's stuck um, in this small town with his grandfather. And it's in this world where everyone can skateboard, but in the sky, it's like, I guess, hmm. surfing in the sky. They can, in their, they're called trap waves or something. They're like these waves in the sky. And the reason they're even there is because, spoiler, they're not on Earth. <laughs> it's mm. like this whole thing with aliens and space. And you don't know that at the beginning. All you know at first is that Renton is 15. He's stuck in this dead-end town, and he wants very badly to get out. And mm. he he loves this this kind of like counterculture revolutionary magazine called Ray Out, which is run by this group of outlaws <laughs> who mm-hmm. have been running from the government. Mm. Um and he, he idolizes them. And then one day they crash land on his farm. And, he, you know, there's this this girl who, spoilers, an alien named Eureka. Falls in love with People are like. <laughs> but, um, and it's this story of this, this um, and everything sort of becomes more complicated from there. So it turns out Renton Thurston's father, it was this like scientist who created the Summer of Love, which has to do with these Gundams that they fly. You're like, what? Gundams are like these giant mecha machines <laughs> that are like a staple to anime. And, and honestly, it, you should like, <gasps> this one's good. You should watch Gundam Seed um, in the whole Gundam series. Cause those, if you want like deep philosophical stuff that makes you just like turn your head to the side and be like, I wonder about life. <laughs> like, oh shit. Th- those are good ones to watch. But um, anyway, so, and it turns out his, his father was this famous, this this he's famous rebel like I don't know he like changed the world and and solved a bunch of problems with these aliens who they at first think are antagonistic and until they realize that they're supposed to be living in harmony <laughs> with them um, and it's this whole idea of of uh, what I loved about the show is Renton I, I I lived in like a small town and I like ferociously mm. wanted to get out and so I saw myself a lot in him and watching him sort of take life as this huge adventure and to have to find himself and have to and to go through there's a, po- a point where he gets disillusioned mm-hmm. by these outlaws <laughs> and then he goes off on his own and then is disillusioned by life <laughs> but and that. and to, and he sees you know the war torn things he he sees uh, you know the way culture causes problems he tries to be a hero and fails at it in some ways and makes things more difficult and he loses people and he causes harm and and for me, I remember being a kid and wanting so badly to to to, to my for my life to be more than it was. And and mm. and I had this mindset of of like Renton, like I need to go out there and see everything and experience everything. And I remember being in so many odd situations and and thinking, okay, this is life. I'm living. This is, and it, it, people were like, how did you get through that situation? And I'm like, in my mind, it was like a glorious and beautiful thing to be able to live so adventurously. Mm. Um, and I remember Holland, the character who's the the head of Freya, um, the outlaw ship that they're on, freaked me out because he like <laughs> was this older person who was like, wanted to be a hero, but like, wasn't the chosen one and was like so upset about it and like would not would not accept his fate and and uh, as this like character who's supposed to help rent and he wanted to be the main character and i was like oh my god holland as a concept like terrifies me and and aging terrifies me and then i had to come to terms with the fact that like you're not renting forever at a certain point you become you have to either you either accept aging or you become holland you become someone mm. who can't accept that their life has changed and that they play a different part in the universe. And and so that was an interesting thing to realize. And then to get even older and realize, like, actually, the show doesn't define your existence at all. <laughs> so much more than a, the, the, the layout of a television show. And I'm like, I don't have a blueprint. And you're like, do you still need one? <laughs> I don't mm. know. I don't know. So that's that's been really interesting. Um, and I, I, I still love 
so many things about the show. I think the show gets a little bit ridiculous after a while. I'm like, this plot <laughs> makes no sense. What the hell is anyone talking about? But for the parts of it that are poignant and beautiful, they're so beautiful. And I actually, for the podcast, um, there's one of the characters who's like, who makes Ray, the Ray Out magazine. And he's like, my whole point is to just like show different ways of existing, to show authenticity and love through this media and to spread it out to the world. And, and if anyone sees it, like I've done what I was supposed to do. And, and, and sometimes I think when I'm making this podcast, I'm like, okay, if one person listens to this and, and thinks that love is more important than hate and, and working together is, is more important than tearing each other apart, then maybe like I've added something of value to the mm. universe. <laughs> and, and, and so I, I remember thinking one day, when we were doing this podcast we were about to tape i was like i i want this to be that i want this to mm-hmm. to be that um authentic thing so obviously eureka seven has influenced me more than i care to um mention or maybe <laughs> i mentioned it already um but <laughs> some other honorable mentions also for the sake of time um, I love the Tatami Galaxy. First of all, it's animated beautifully and creatively, and it's hilarious. And I watched it right before <laughs> I went to college. And basically, it's this kid who's like, he's like, I'm gonna live a rose-colored college college experience, but he like keeps like, and he like keeps choosing different clubs, and based on those different clubs, he has different experiences. But it all ends up like in this hodgepodge mess. And he has this one friend that he meets, who's he's like, if I had never met him, like my life would have been so much better. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just this highly sarcastic, fast-speaking, animated uh, series. I think it's I think it's a whole hilarious. It's worth watching. Uh, the same creator made a movie called "The Night Is Long, Walk On Girl," and it's also really, really hilarious and also beautiful. Um, anyway, so I have like a thousand more. So if you guys want more tangent episodes where Akko just talks about anime, <laughs> let me know. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be. I think it's gonna be it for this. Yeah. Tangent episode. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. That feels good. Yeah. I we know that it's kinda kinda random, random as fuck. <laughs> like I was just like we weren't even thinking about an episode. We weren't even thinking about y'all, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> this week. But um yeah, we just hope that, you know, this could be yeah, like something we can do to just Keep sort of doing. be like a, a vessel to just have other conversations and um yeah, just speak to you all in, in, in different ways. Yeah. But if you all would like to follow up with us, feel Woo. free to, you know, send us an email at thesecolorpages at gmail.com. We also have a website at thesecolorpages.com. And you can also follow up with us on social media, um, on Twitter at The Colored Pages and on Instagram at These Colored Pages. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess depending on when this comes out, I think... If it comes out the week that we think it is, um, you all should expect to start the new season, to hear about the new season um, of the Color Pages Book Club. And yeah, we're just like hyped for that because, yeah, some some things in store, some things in store. But in the interim, um, Akko, should we leave our listeners with anything before we head out? No, I think um, just until we see you next time, remember to. Stay Stay colorful. colorful!